This month is the month of love where we're talking about building relationship. Relationship is important on every level, in every area of your life. I mean, everybody wants a relationship. They want, you want a friend. You want a good relationship with your employer. You want a good relationship with this person. You want a good relationship with your children, your wife, your husband. Everything circles and is important relationship. And we need to know that the Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us that what Jesus and the Father have is relationship. When the Bible in the Old Testament says that God is one, it's speaking of one cluster. The word is that the Father and the Son are one cluster of grapes. How many grapes are in a cluster? There's more than one, but it's one cluster. They are so one that you can't tell them apart. So all through the scriptures, from the very beginning in Genesis to Revelations, it, it, it talks about the relationship between the Father and the Son. And then what's so wonderful in the New Testament, it, it brings us into it. Relationships can help us feel safe and secure in a number of ways. It makes us feel safe and secure emotionally. It, a relationship can even make you feel secure financially. You may be thinking, well, you know, I'm just not quite making it. But if you're in a strong relationship with someone who's believing in you, who you know will be there and you're, you're really in trouble, it brings security. Emotionally, financially, your business. Relationship is important. And I think that's what we see throughout the scriptures. Well, today <clears throat> we're going to see and I titled this, did this get turned off? Here we go. Here we go. I'd be lost without him. I got an itch right in the middle of my back. <laughs> oh, <Thank you. laughs> here we go. Build relationship. The beauty of in-between. You need to remember that term, the beauty of in-between, because that's where God wants us, is in the in-between. Look at what it says in John. It said, Father, just as you are in me, I am in you. May they also be, that's the, where we get in, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. This is how, this is what Jesus said. He goes, you know what? Our relationship is going to be so authentic our relationship is so real that the world will say that you sent me. There's an authenticity in good, strong relationships. When somebody sees a husband and wife in their relationship, they go, ooh, that is real. It's something you can see. And it makes people smile. Have you seen with somebody like you see somebody that two people who are totally committed and they just just kind of makes you oh look at that. Everybody hungers for it, and we recognize how important it is. So the problem is there's too often out of fear of rejection, we don't allow ourselves to get in a relationship. Although you want relationship, now don't get, don't get me wrong, we all want relationship, we all desire relationship, but because of things that happened in the past, because people found out something about us and they use it against us. It's really who you are. 
But they used it to hurt you, to reject you. So what we do is we start to protect ourselves. And the thing is, when you protect yourself, when you don't become genuine, when you don't become vulnerable, okay, it's not authentic. When you don't open yourself up, you start being the person that you think they want you to be. And it never gets authentic. You start being somebody that you're not, and then there's a fear that comes in. If you get into a relationship, they're going to find out who you really are. And so no matter how good you think the relationship is, there's fear at the very fabric of it. Wow. Just as I'm in. Oh, you know, I like this. Jesus. Okay. Jesus came as a man, all right? Now, see if you see the vulnerability here. He is allowing his disciples to hear him. He says, Father, as I am in you and you are in me. What 30-year-old man, man talks that way? I mean, you're 30 years old. You have people listening to you. You, you claim you're the Messiah. You're the one who's the only way to have the, the Father. You think he's going, now God says. You, know, you, you think you talk that way. And if you want to get to heaven, you must come through me. But instead, he lets them hear how vulnerable he is. Father, just as I am in you, and you are in me, I want them to be in us. It's, it's kind of squishy, isn't it? How, that, that is like the most loving expressions there could be. Now, put this at your level. How would you love to have the first time you met your husband, your wife, or the, maybe you haven't met him yet, and say, I so want to be one with you. That when someone meets you, they meet me, and when someone meets me, they see you in my eye. And no matter where I go, I want them to see the reflection of your face in my eye because you're in my mind. Come on, ladies, who doesn't want that? <laughs> That's what Jesus just said. You know, there's a chance because we're in that, there's a chance that we may not rise to the occasion because there's a whole lot of people who didn't. There's a whole lot of people who rejected Jesus. Yet he would say that. And you, you know, there's a part of us that would say, well, oh, I don't want to say that publicly because there's going to be so many people who might reject me. But Jesus became vulnerable. This vulnerable thing is tough because you get crushed being vulnerable. Who hasn't said this? I'll never love again. I'll never put myself in that position again. I will never, ever again trust anybody to that level. You know what that is? That's your past. That's your past. And your past is your past. 
You should learn from your past. But what happens is you just don't learn from your past. You allow your past to affect the present. It affects you not to be vulnerable, not to be who you really are. You know, they say about weddings and marriages, they said, hey, you married the best, now you have to live with the rest. I know you want to go, oh, <laughs> so true. Oh, I know it's so true. It's like, like yeah, it's like my week this week. Yeah, you know. Wow. This. Vulnerabilities is a risk. It's getting on the side of the mountain going, ah, I love this. We used to go rock climbing. We'd take kids up to the rock climbing, and I'd put their belt on, and I've got the belay on me, and I'm hooked to a tree, and there's an 80-foot drop right there. My toes are right there, and they're like, I said, just lean back, keep your legs straight. I remember this one little girl, sweetest little girl in the world, never heard her say a bad thing about anybody. You should have told me where she wanted me to spend my eternity. <laughs> And she was ready to send me there right then. You get me back on this rig. You pull me in. Oh, I'm juice. And then that just gets me gigging. I said, you don't want me laughing while I'm holding your rope here. I said, I'm the last person. You get me back, you know. Wow. But you know what? She gets down. She's, you know skins her knee. She's screaming, yelling, crying. She gets to the bottom. She takes that off. She goes, this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Pastor Mark, you're the best. Like, you just told me to go to Hades. <laughs> and I was going, woo, straight back to heaven. So, but you know what? I, she was, you're alive. When you're vulnerable, alive. I'm going to run through this scripture. When you see real relationships, you'll believe how genuine and authentic. When you see the real thing, look what we have the apostle, the apostle Paul. Okay, other than Jesus himself, the Apostle Paul was the most prolific of anyone you see in the Bible about spreading the gospel of Jesus. He spread the gospel all throughout Asia Minor. He has more books in the scriptures that he's written to cities. He mentored young men. He brought women onto his team like Lydia. I mean, back then, women were cattle. Women were second-class citizens. But Paul actually had a church going with Lydia leading it, uh, the women. He put Lydia to carry one of his letters back to carry it to the next city. He had, um, in Ephesus, the pastor that was in charge there had daughters that were, they prophesied in the service. I mean, this is cutting-edge stuff. Even today, you have societies that don't accept women as equals. And yet, back then, Paul was cutting through it all. I mean, he was on the cutting edge because he saw that's how Jesus did it. He writes, he goes, there's no Jew, no Greek, no male, no female, no Gentile. We're all equal in God's house. So, 
the Apostle Paul, wow, he had it going on. But you know what? He was constantly being attacked because he actually was not a disciple of Jesus. He was an apostle, but he wasn't a disciple. He didn't walk with Jesus. He at that time was crucifying Christians. Then he has his road to Damascus, big change. But constantly, he was fighting. He goes, listen, I'm an apostle. Maybe I'm the least apostle, but I'm an apostle. You're of Apollos, some of you are Paul, some of this. He just said, look, come on. <laughs> he was vulnerable. And here's how we know he's vulnerable. You know, he was sick. Some places he would go, he, he said, they had to take care of me. I couldn't, I couldn't uh, stand. I was just sick. At one place, he was so tired, he gets to this little town, Taros, and he's preaching. He goes, okay, Jesus, we preach Christ crucified. And he goes, hey, tell us more. And he goes, what, you want to listen? What, really? And he goes, yes, tell us more. And he goes, man, I am so wore out. No one has received me for months. I'm going to go get restored by some of my disciples I'll send somebody back the all-powerful all-knowing all what was he he was vulnerable he had the largest group of people following him and I believe it's because he was vulnerable it was because he was sick it was because he could say I'm too tired to preach I'm too physically and mentally wore out I'm going to go and send someone back to you there was something authentic about him because of his vulnerability. And so here we have the mighty Paul starts off with this. He goes, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But I'm going to preach it to you. Wait a minute. How would we do such going, Well, let me tell you. I've got it. This is what I've learned. It, do you know how hard it is to to teach a cell, to be a pastor. Like, we believe in strong families here. We believe in disciplining our children. We believe in godliness. And last night, your son wrecks your car in a drunken stupor. Like, oh. Your daughter comes home and says, Dad, I love you but I'm going to go move in with my boyfriend. Like, you see, that's life. Those things happen. That, when you become vulnerable, you crash. My, God bless all my kids because when I stand up here, anything can fly. <laughs> it's one thing for me to be vulnerable, but I make all them vulnerable and it's not my place, but I've done that way too many times. You see, when we've got something that we want in the future, but you can't have that unless you manipulate life, unless you can control life. We can't control life. When these little things happen, that's life calling you and saying, it's time for a lesson here to be vulnerable. We can't control life. So what we try to do is we try to control self-image. And what I want to be like, so I'm going to be the person I think you want me to be. But then as soon as I try to do that, 
I can't get too close. I so want him in a relationship with you, but I can't get too close because then you're going to see who I really am not. So now I've just brought fear into this relationship that I've been wanting to have. What do we do? Well, let's stick with it. Because I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, I forget what is behind and strain to what's ahead. Now, let, let's look at this. The key here. You see, we have people who whine about the past. We all know them, right? <laughs> I can't do it because... Uh, you know, they whine about the past and they can't go forward because they've been done so wrong, so long, so blah, blah, so much fault. And then you've got these people over here who like, their heads are in the clouds. Like, oh yeah, I'm going to be an NBA player. Uh, you're four foot tall. And you're 52. You know, it's like, well, I'm going to be an NBA. It ain't going to happen. How can you say that? Don't put that down on me, man. Like, it ain't going to happen. I'm going to have to go to another church. That ain't going to happen either. Uh, <laughs> we're the only ones who'll put up with you. <laughs> but you know what keeps you from being a whiner and keeps you from being a dreamer? And it's the, the ground you stand on, and that's being vulnerable, the present. The present, the, remember the word, the beautiful in-between? Where do you start? You start in the present. You want to go to Atlanta? Get out the map. You're going, yeah, there's this thing that used to fold instead of just your phone. All right, you've been in the mall. I was like, it. you know, you are here. Well, I want to go on the other map over here. It's like, but if you have a map and you want to go to Atlanta, if you don't know that you're in Paisley, Florida, who knows where Paisley, Florida is? Have you, actually, have you been in Paisley, Florida? Okay, I've been, it's just a little past me. If you don't realize that you're in Paisley, this is stripes. If you don't realize you're in Paisley, Florida, you can't get to Atlanta. I see Atlanta. But I can't, I see my future where I want to go, but I don't know where I'm at on the map. So what we have is, you know, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. He is assessing the here and the now. And when you start with vulnerability right now, we're not a whiner and we're not a dreamer. It puts it in perspective. This is a foundation you need to stand on. <clears throat> so... What happens in the past? Because I do not consider myself yet to take it. That's the present, all right? Oh, where did you go? Oh, there we go. Here we go. Here we go. Because that's the present. Start with the present. Know where we are. You know what? I haven't completed this yet. I haven't quite obtained that attitude. I know where I'm at. So knowing where I'm at... I'm being vulnerable. You gotta be vulnerable. But one thing I do, forgetting what's behind me. Deal with the past. You're not forgetting it, you're forgiving it. You see, I don't wanna forget how I messed up or I got tricked. What I need to do is that I need to forget what it has done to me and my ability of being vulnerable. 
The only way I can do it is to forgive that person, forgive myself, and not allow that fear of rejection and how it has grabbed me to keep me from being vulnerable now. So I have to forget the past if I'm going to be vulnerable now. And if I'm vulnerable now, I know where I'm on the map to see where I'm going, to believe for the future, and that's faith. Life is going to, you can't control life. Hallelujah. If I don't look at any more notes, we won't get any slower. Trust me. The vulnerability thing is to live. We don't want to do it because we've been hurt. I'll never trust again. And you'll never be trusted again. I'll never love again. You'll never be loved that deeply by someone else. Remember, for those of you who have said those words, you're dating. For me, it was 1975. I'm in my German sports car, driving this beautiful blonde girl who is engaged to someone else. But he's not a Christian. I am. He's in a fraternity, and every Friday night, the fraternity does something with a fraternity, so his girlfriend wasn't doing anything on Friday night. I made myself available for Friday night. We were just friends. And she loved to drive in my German sports car, a powder blue VW Bug. And we would sit and talk and talk and you know, I'd tell her all the you know, stupid things I'd done, la, 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 being vulnerable. And then it came to that night, I'm driving. <laughs> that mean four on the floor with a break in the middle. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I just grabbing the wheel. We're driving, I go, something to say. Your heart. You've heard this, a lot of you heard the story before. I go, I I don't want to, you know, but I just got to tell you something. To the best of my knowledge of what I've experienced up to this time, I can honestly tell you, I love you. By the way, it was Crystal. You're not allowed to tell the other stories. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I just said it. I said it. I love you. I'll turn the radio off in case she's just got something in her throat or something. <laughs> Man, I went from. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I just opened my heart and she threw it out the window. <laughs> How can I recover? What can I say? I love chocolate. Oh, oh no, we waited too long to say I love chocolate. I love puppies. I said I love you. 
It seemed like an eternity. My life. And let me tell you what happened up to then. I've been rejected before, but I had to get a healing to not allow that to keep me from being vulnerable again. Let me tell you, I've had many girls tell me to jump out the window. I went, I never made it to prom. My junior prom, we got to dinner. She asked to go home before we got to the prom. My senior year, we got to the parking lot and she asked someone else to take her home. I was not an easy date. Okay. I've been rejected by a lot. But I had to forgive and forget the rejection part of it or else it would have not allowed me to this moment. And then finally it seemed like it was a year. These words came out. The feeling's mutual. Mutual, mutual. How strong a word is mutual? It wasn't love, it was mutual. Well, I made it back to here. <laughs> but I was alive. Get this. I forgave myself for being a jerk. I forgave myself for being too open. I gave myself all the things in the past. Forgive the, that which in the past. To be vulnerable here, which I could get hurt again. But soon this is going to be passed and I have to get healed from that to not affect who I really am. But because I'm vulnerable here, guess what I got? I can stretch for a future. And we've been married for 40 years. See how that works? Had I tried to be somebody waiting for her because I said, I'll never get hurt again. I'll never be vulnerable like that again. I would have given up if I was living and creating who I was from the past. I would never be able to stretch. You start, you are always in the in-between. Five years from now, I'm going to be in the in-between. Today is a past that I've got to keep from, from allowing it to, to affect in a negative way to keep me from continuing to be vulnerable. Because I'm vulnerable, because some of you trust me. Let me tell you how it works. Someone comes into my office and they go, I got something horrible to tell you. I did this, I did that. And they're thinking I'm going to just reject them, think less of them, because they've done something really wrong. But then I, I try to tell them, I'm going, you've got it all backwards because you would come to me and be that vulnerable. That tells me you trust me. Do you know there's a lot of people who don't trust me? They would never tell me that. But because of your vulnerability, I think actually... You're telling me a bunch of junk, but I think more of you because this is where you build the future. 
Does that make sense? You're vulnerable. You're being vulnerable with me. Now I know you can stretch for the future. Leaving that which is behind. Behind told you, don't, don't admit it to anybody. Be something that you're not. They'll respect that. Au contraire. We see through it. Vulnerable. It is tough. Because many of, I mean, we've all been hurt. The beauty of the in-between. Wow. Vulnerability is the path to live again. Are you going to be hurt? Yeah. But are you going to win? Yeah. Did we lose the perfect building? Yeah. Are we going to get another one? Yeah. Don't allow the past to affect your ability to love again. Vulnerability is your ability to stretch. Let me tell you that Jesus, and we talked about how vulnerable he was, that he would speak these words of love in front of the night that he was betrayed. Do you know who was in that room with him? The one who he knew was going to betray him. Do you know what they did before supper? Jesus put a towel around his waist and he washed the feet of the very person who was going to betray him. He did not allow that to keep him from loving. He did not allow that to to keep him from being vulnerable because he laid his life down. He could have easily said, Peter, get the sword. This one's going to betray me. Do as you please. (laughs) <laughs> Pete would have loved to have done that. Yeah, you got to betray Jesus. Yeah. He was always wanting to hit somebody with a sword. So, <laughs> are y'all read the same book I read? <laughs> Man, Pete goes, give me that sword. <laughs> Take that. Ears on the ground. Jesus, you're putting it back on. I just took it off. You know. Jesus, being vulnerable... But the guy in the room washes his feet, feeds him, and he's hanging around. You wonder if Judas is having some doubt. Jesus is going to know the outcome. He goes, listen, just go do what you got to do and do it quickly. Wow. He was vulnerable, and he suffered pain. He knew it was coming. He asked, Lord, if this could pass from me, I don't want to do it, but not my will, your will. He did, his flesh... Didn't want to go through the pain. And now he sends this guy off. Go do it quickly. I'm going to suffer. But in the morning, on Sunday, he said, I will be the first of many brethren to be resurrected. I'm going to suffer this. I'm going to make myself vulnerable. But you know what? There's another side. I'm stretching for the future. This week, I'm going I'm to be scourged. I'm going to be beaten. I'm going to be hung on a cross. I'm going to die. But I'm stretching for the future. When my Father in heaven says, rise up. First of many brethren. beautiful in between so the night that he was betrayed he took the bread he goes guys this is what's going to happen I'm becoming vulnerable right here see this my body is about to be broken 
So he took the bread and he broke it. So take your little wafer and break it. He goes, this is my body that was broken for you. Recognize that I'm making myself vulnerable. I'm making myself vulnerable. So that we can stretch. For that future day. For that future glory. I'm going to stretch. Leaving this stuff behind. But I'm going to be vulnerable. We're always in the in-between. So taking this bread. Then he says, you know what? This cup represents my blood. My blood is perfect. Knew no sin. I'm going to give this as a legal document. It's called a covenant. Because here I give you a new covenant, a new legal document. And as long as you adhere to the, the covenant, as long as you adhere to this, it's going to be enacted. Here's what we agree to. That his blood was sacrificed for our salvation, for our forgiveness of sin. If you can walk in that, if you can agree and stick with that, this covenant is enacted. And it stays enacted as long as you walk according to the contract. When you take this, you're saying, I believe. And Jesus said, you know, you're only going to do this until I come back for you. You don't do this in heaven. This is to remind us about the contract we have with him. Be reminded of the contract that you walk in so that you can go to the past and give forgiveness so it doesn't affect you being vulnerable today. And through your vulnerability, you're going to be able to love again, have relationship again, have a job and a relationship with your boss again, maybe be the boss that can have relationship with employees, because I mean, there's just, there's just as many bosses that can't stand employees as there are employees that can't stand their boss. It needs relationship in there. So the Lord said, take the new covenant. Amen. Let's stand. If you allow me to pray for you. The beautiful in between. Father, I just ask for every man and woman in here that has said that they'll never love again, they'll never trust again, they'll never surrender. Forgive us. Your blood covers that. Father, help us to get to that place where we can be vulnerable again as Paul was, as your son was. To be vulnerable, to be able to say words of love 
as your son expressed his relationship with you and us with him. Those were tender, sweet, vulnerable words that are capable to, of coming out of our mouth. Not just our heart, but our mouth. Lord, then when people see us, they're going to go, that's so authentic. I believe that Jesus came. They are so authentic. I believe. We want authenticity. Not self-righteousness. Authenticity, which is vulnerability. Honesty. Father, may we love the in-between, the beautiful in-between, that we know that we, that every day we are in the beautiful in-between. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, Amen. give the Lord a shout. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Woo.